You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hello, pop pickers. I welcome you to my fake beach here in London, where the fake salty air crashes against the fake squawking seagulls as England begins a new dawn. A dawn filled with pub hangovers and haircuts and brunch. All outside in the freezing cold, of course. So yes, welcome to Alfie Pod's Fancy Footy, the home of football opinions and adult tantrums. There is no Yordie this week. The big Dutchman was training at the time of recording, which is, uh, which is good news. Although due to the COVID, he's still not sure what's going on with this club situation. Hopefully that will be resolved soon and he'll be back elbowing defenders in the face. Yes. In his absence, I am, of course, joined by super high FPL achievers Matt Bostringkarp and Will, a.k.a. Top Marks, as he's known on his FF Scout articles. Uh, it's game week 32. There's a full fixture list and Spurs even have a double game week. And considering everyone's probably already settled on Kane and Son, uh, I get to ask the lads uh, questions like, who are West Brom these days? Uh, will the Man City Champions League success be at the detriment of FPL managers? Have I solved the Chelsea rotation system? And will I ever mention the fact that this show is called Will I Beat Magnus? And the answer is clearly no. No, I won't. Okay, let's speak briefly at the end. Uh, And yes, the lads will decide who to captain, Kane or Son. So that's in there. Uh, But right now, it's time for that tasty football sandwich. That is a podcast. It's about football. Yeah. Enjoy. Matt, Will, we don't need to talk about the previous game week, do we? Oh, no, Will, you did pretty well, didn't you? Yeah, it was still all right, yeah. But did you get 60-something? Uh, 67, I think it was in the end. Oh, God, that's annoying. Yeah, no, I'm doing, I am doing all right. I'm getting slow green arrows, slowly going up the leaderboard, but too little, too late, I feel. I feel like, am I going to be Fulham who escapes relegation or not? I don't know. Well, that, this is the thing, isn't it? It's game week, what are we on, game week 32 now? Yeah. Game week 32, Spurs double game week. It's the final run. And yeah. I look at my position just below 1.5 million. I think surely I've, at one point I can just keep changing my team every week and just take the hits. Because, you know, but realistically from one and a half million, how far can you rise? I mean, historically, does that happen? Yeah, of course you can. You can probably, you can easily get, I would say you should be aiming for top five, top half million. Yeah, uh, yeah. Top hundred thousand might be difficult, but um, problem with taking hits is you always you, they've always got to pay off massively mm. for you to really get a green arrow. Mm. Well, talking of taking hits, I'm taking a hit this week because I've decided. I was saying to Matt before, Will, that I've decided that I know what I'm doing. Okay, okay. DCL is gone. He's gone for the season now. I'm out. I, I'm done with him. Thank you very much, Dominic. But it's, it's over. Uh, he's going out. Uh, Ian Nacho's coming in, six mil now. That'll do. And the defenders going out is Diaz and then Trent coming in. And I think that's that move. And then going to game week 33, I've probably got about eight players available. But, you know. Yeah, nice. I mean, DCL does have a double game week coming up. But he is injured, right? But he'd probably be... I don't think he's proper red injured, is he? That's what it is in the moment, I think. 
And my one. Oh, maybe there, maybe there's changed. been a uh, maybe there's been a uh, press update. conference update that I haven't heard yet. Yeah, twenty third of April, I think, or something like that. Look back. Uh, okay. But either way, uh, Everton. You know, I don't know, Matt. You um, you had a bad game week last week and the week before, right? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not related to my absence last week. Uh, just to clear that up. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was a disaster. Yeah. yeah. So, have you got um, a game plan going into the far following? Well, I tell you I, what, I, I have a game plan every week. It just doesn't go to plan. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, I, I have a wild card still to use. Um. I'm going to sit down and look at the fixtures because I want to see what's better to, to navigate through the blank week, whether I'm better off using a few transfers to get a full team out and then wildcard or wildcard and then maybe use a couple of transfers to, you know, persevere the, the, the blanks. I have to kind of sit down and look at that. But yeah, I mean, like yourself, I, I'm going to take out DCL. Um, I haven't got enough for a stray swap to can. Um, I, I'm about 0.3 short, so I need to downgrade maybe like Matt Target to uh, maybe Nat Phillips. Might get Nat, Nat Phillips in, you know, just looking at that kind of 4.2, 4.3. He's probably the best pick of the bunch. Yeah. Um, You know, Liverpool out of uh, Champions League and not having a lot of fit centre-backs. Um, he's probably good good to start every week. Um. You know, I think most like most players at this time of the year, there's always going to be a little bit of rotation um, from being overplayed. But I think that's more of an issue for maybe teams like Man City that are still in the Champions League and the FA Cup and things like that. So, um, but that's interesting. But that, can we talk Man City? Because mm-hmm. um, they are obviously progressing now to the semi finals of the Champions League. If you, we all own City players, and a lot of us, I think uh, in this group, we, we went with the defenders because. If you look at Gundogan and Kevin De Bruyne and Foden, they're just not playing in the Premier League. Will, are you done with City midfielders now? Um, no, I'm probably holding on to Gundogan for the moment. I think it's, you'll see, you'll rotate, so it'll always be a lottery. I think um, I'll probably sell Cancelo before I sell Diaz, just because I feel he's more likely to be a rotator. I think last game week was the first game week Diaz has missed that he's been um, fit and available for. He missed one. He missed the Tottenham game, but he was he did, recovered yeah. from injury. So um, and Stones played, as... didn't he? Stones played that we thought was going to be the other way round. Yeah, I always think Diaz is going to play. He seems to be the most nailed City defender. Yeah. As I say, it's the first match he's missed this season when he's been available. City are probably remain in the risk reward category, don't they? So you can probably yeah. keep someone like Gundogan. The problem is they're not scoring tons of goals. Like if they were. They seem to be this season. They seem to be a better team defensively than they are offensively. There's an argument, but then Gundogan's cheap, so if you've got him yeah. at a cheap price, you could just keep him there because probably if he does start a match, you you know he stands a good chance mm. of scoring. Um, and their fixtures are good. You know, it's not like um, I mean Aston Villa this week. I'm not going to sell Gundogan this week if there's a chance he plays against Aston Villa. Talking of alternatives, though, and there's not many alternatives. Because I was thinking that. I think there are a few in midfield. I think midfield's got quite a good batch of alternatives you can go for. Jota, Lingard being the obvious ones. Well, I've got Jota. I can't afford Lingard. You can't afford Lingard? I never thought I'd say that out loud. Well. (laughs) And Uh, and there's also that thing of, like, he scored too many goals now. Like, he can't possibly score any more goals. (laughs) Uh, Is that three weeks or so? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did... 
I'll tell you one really plausible option, and that is Mark Albrighton of Leicester. He seems to come on and get an assist every game, that guy. He puts crosses in. He doesn't start necessarily, yeah. I don't think. I mean, the player I'd look to from Leicester is, is Madison. I mean, he's um, hopefully off the naughty step now. And mm. Leicester have a good few fixtures. So, yeah, uh, Jota, Lingard, Madison, there's three. You could maybe include Havertz or Mount in there. Um, so, you have got a few options, I feel, in that in that price category as alternatives to Gundogan if you, if you wanted to go there. No, I'll keep him. <laughs> and by the way, Calvert-Lewin is expected to be... He's only expected to miss one game. He's been ruled out for this game, which is why it's a red flag, because he's not going to play against Spurs. But he's he's currently meant to come back the game week after. So he's meant to be back in uh, 33 for the Arsenal trip. And the point is, they've got Villa as their extra fixture. And they also played Villa in 34. They've then got Sheffield tonight in 36, Wolves 37. So it's an argument for holding DCL. But it's... So then, in theory, it's DCL versus Trent for me. And I just think... Well, who's, who points. are your other forwards at the moment? Ings. Ings is going to play this week against Tottenham. He scored two goals against them early in the season. And um, mm. Tottenham look That's really it. shit. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Tottenham's defence, Aurier, Dyer, Roden and Regulon. I mean, that is bad. The real problem with Spurs is that... We've got a weakness at centre back. I think Regular is good, a good player. I think Aurier can be a good player, but we have a weakness at centre back. And one thing that Jose never does is he never. Um, you can use possession as a defensive tactic. Of course. So Chelsea are really good because they keep a lot of possession. It's essentially a defensive tactic. Jose has never been a defensive, uh, a possession manager. That means that, you you know, because we don't retain possession, it means the opposition have the ball. It means our defence is constantly under pressure, so they're more exposed than they should be. So it's like, it's a shit situation. It's basically. archaic, isn't it? Because if you've got the ball, the other team can't score. It's as simple as that, really. It is, exactly. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Eric Dyer, I mean, that whole squad, someone needs to go in and with a big stick, don't they, and sweep all that away. <laughs> but yeah, this is the point. Is it the squad? Okay, we, we could get another... We need to get one more centre... We need to get a good quality centre-back. But equally, it's the tactics, because you could play a completely different system. Heuberg is a really good possession footballer. He's really good at passing mm. and all that. And he's, and he's sitting there in front of them, but he's not really being used to his full potential. So I'd put it on the manager slightly as well. Oh, as a combination. is this... Is this... Is this a slight anti-Jose position you're taking up, Will? A little bit. Yeah, he needs, to, he needs needs to adapt. You need, we need to get a, like, I mean, yeah, either you spend lavishly on central defenders who do exactly, who defend exactly how, you know, get the best central defenders in the world, it seems to me, to play in uh, Jose's system. But, uh, you know, any it's shit for confidence, for their confidence as well, isn't it? Because they're constantly going to get bombarded because yeah, yeah. there's no relief. It's awful. It's anyway. so painful to watch, isn't it? Anyway, double game week this week. Matt was yeah. saying that he can't get Kane in. I've got Kane. I've got Son. I imagine you've got Son and Kane as well, Will. No, I sold Son. Um, I'm thinking about getting Son back. Yeah. Uh, it sort of depends on the Antonio news. Like, I've so I held on to Antonio on the assumption that he will play Newcastle. That might not happen. And if he doesn't, I'll probably switch him to Iheanacho and that will, that will maybe entail, like, Mount becoming Son. So I think also Brighton's quite a 
they're a good defence. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if from an attacking point of view, Chelsea's fixtures are the best. I'm kind of thinking I might let Mount go and uh, make him make him son because yeah, that's my those are my thoughts at the moment. Okay, you don't. I mean, Brighton are good, Matt, aren't they? Brighton are good defensively. I don't fancy Chelsea scoring a bang load of goals against them. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> famous last word. I mean, they, they they love to kind of play an open game, you know, and there's always going to be chances. Um, yeah, I, I I do like Brighton. Um, I, I can't remember offhand what their fixtures are like now, but you know, Potter has them playing a nice style, and for they they probably have been a bit of a victim of bad fortune this season. You know, whenever we think of Brighton, well, I don't know if you guys do, yeah. but I think of XG. There's always an XG post about Brighton. You know yeah. about how they should have, you know, either scored more or conceded less. But yeah, look, I mean, you'd like to think in time that those things will balance out. Um, be interesting to see how how they finish off the season now. Do you fancy Chelsea to to score lots against um, them too? I, I don't know. I think the jury's still a little bit out on Chelsea, like I was talking about a couple of weeks ago on, on one of our last podcasts where we were saying, you know, I, I'm not sure who the main man is. Um, you know, I think maybe getting into the, the semi-finals now, the Champions League, um, you know, might change things. Uh, they're in a good position in the league. Um, and yeah, I, I think... It's, Things might change a little bit for Chelsea, but like you said, I fancy fancy them more defensively than offensively. Yeah. Um, for the next few fixtures, certainly. Well, is there not a good yeah. shout? Um, just I'm just think of left field choices. Um, the less obvious choices for Chelsea. I mean, there's a good shout for Jorginho. I mean, I don't know. Did did Chelsea look like they're going to get penners? I mean, there's a chance that Jorginho could outscore a lot of those midfielders from it, now until the end of the it season. It might be the time for. It might be the time for Giroud. I mean, Giroud kind of has a history of finishing strong at the end of seasons. And if he can find himself getting a start in the team while Chelsea rest the, the kind of the big guns, um, you know, coming up to the Champions League games, you know, Giroud ha- does have a good pedigree of uh, late season form. He's, he could be one that, you know, maybe on a a punt, like I know someone like myself who has a wild card in their back pocket, you know, might take a punt on someone like Giroud. And uh, if, if it goes belly up, I mean, you can fall back on the wild card and, and you know, mm. roll the dice again, so to speak. It looks like it's going to be his last season for Chelsea, doesn't it? So you could maybe see him getting a few games at the end. Giroud. I would have thought Havertz is um, pretty nailed in that number nine slot, isn't he? Is that two games Probably, in a yeah. row he's played that now? And in, Yeah, well, Champions League and um, Premier League, yeah. Oh, and I think I've figured out, I think I've figured out Tuchel's rotation system. Number one, <laughs> there isn't one. <laughs> Okay, because he just literally yeah. picks a team. I think it's a mixture. I think he will literally pick the team to suit the game. I know everyone says that, but I think that's what he does. But I think he also, what seeps into his thing, is that he's so hell-bent on this squad system, because they've got a great squad, haven't they, Chelsea, realistically. And I think he doesn't like players to be cut off for too long. So, for example, um, Chilwell yeah. has played a couple of games. He missed a couple of games, but then he's back in for a couple of games. Uh, hudson Adoy, I mean, he looked like to be out of favour for a bit. but he, So I, I don't think he keeps the players out for too long. So my prediction this week, Alonso left back. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and hang on. Zuma in defence. Oh, no, it's difficult, isn't it? Because Thiago Silva played the other day, but then he was an idiot the other week. Christensen probably gets a game. Um, yeah, is Thiago Silva still... still? Well, he uh, played. No, no, it was only one no, match. No, no, no. He's no back. Okay. 
and he played in the Champions League. To summarise, what I'm trying to say is it's not reliant on who plays in the Champions League who plays in his next Premier League game, basically. that's I think that's a misnomer. I think it doesn't really mean much. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it I think it might do for for certain players. I think like a, an older player like Thiago Silva is less likely yeah. to play back-to-back games. I also think that um, he was pretty pissed off after the 5-2 defeat to West Brom. And uh, the players in that, and I know Thiago Silva was sent off in that match, but it was interesting post-match, Tuchel said that, mm. well, we've put, we've exposed him to that situation. We shouldn't have let the ball, we shouldn't have let that situation arise. Yeah. Um, Alonso was playing left-back in that game. I don't yeah. think he's very good defensively. And I think that's why we've seen Chilwell play since. And I wonder if that will continue because... Because Alonso's not very good at the back. <laughs> and now that Chilwell's beginning to like get some attacking returns, get the crosses in, I feel he might be the more established player going forward. But as you say, we just don't know. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Because if he does bring yeah. Alonso back in, that's kind of adds weight to my argument. Yeah, yeah. I'm just more would, hopeful yeah. than anything because I've invested in Alonso in a lot of formats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm like, come on, you fucker. You fucking play. Uh, right, yeah. anyway. So that's the Chelsea thing sorted right i see chelsea's chelsea's champions league games um going to fall around um game week 30 it was a 33 or 34 i think 34 yeah and chelsea have fulham at home chelsea are home against fulham so i mean there's there's kind of an, an opportunity there to get a few differential players if you are thinking of punting on you know they might rest heavily in that game um between the two champions league legs so, um, so you might get Alonso then, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But this is the thing. If Alonso's done for the season, then I'm going to ship him out. But I just don't think he is. He's got his due. Yeah, probably, he'll probably, two goals. You'll ship him out and he'll play Fulham. That's what will happen. Yeah, two-headed <laughs> goals. Bang. Yeah. Red card and concedes four or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah. Uh, right. I didn't, so of all the games I watched this weekend, I missed quite a few. The one I missed, I want, really wanted to watch, this is going to sound be, uh, bizarre, is uh, West Brom against Southampton because I just wanted to see where both teams were. 3-0, yeah. massively surprised because uh, I was out in the pub on Monday so I didn't see any of it. Uh, I want to know from you two, did you two see it? Yeah. I did, yeah. Right. A West Brom, is that now West Brom or is this a freak game? Are they really attacking force now? Is it worth investing in some of their players? Like, what is West Brom now? What's happening? Well, I was going to say just that they're they're one of those teams that are, you know, fighting for relegation, have got a sniff of safety and are playing really well. So, you know, they've got massive form on their side. And I know we got bang on about form and fixtures, you know, sometimes. Mm. But, I, if you know, what did they play Leicester away next week? You know, that's, I, I don't see that as a problem of bringing in a West Brom player someone like Pereira or they're, they're going to be hungry for, for scoring there. They, I mean, they can't sit back, you know, they, you know what you're, you're yeah, going to get. They have to go, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They, they have to get points somewhere and you're not going to get them by grinding out. Okay. Fair enough. You're away to city. You might try and grind out or draw. There's mm-hmm. no shame in that, but you know, Leicester, you know, you, you go out and you have a go at it and they, they've definitely got a kind of a, a, a taste for safety now. They're, they're not too far off it. And Newcastle are kind of faltering a little bit. There's definitely a kind of a two-toy race there. Personally, I won't be bringing them in because obviously I've got our kind of holes to plug in my team. But, you know, there's an option there if I wildcard, if they're still looking good, looking sharp. Um, I don't see any problem with, with putting someone in from them. 
because Deanne's a good player. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Oh, by the way, it really annoys me how the commentators are now calling him Deanne. I can't cope with it anymore. This new fashion. Dina, Castagna, <laughs> now Deanne. I can't know when's it going to stop. Why can't they just call their name correctly and call him Deanne? And that's it. Thank you very much. Stop trying to be clever, English commentators. Anyway, he looks good. Six mil. Will, you fancy a bit of Deanne? No. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I think... <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> so uh, just to tell you, no, I mean, I think West Brom did look better. They've gained a huge amount of confidence. They also, you can sort of see Allardyce really has got his pause on that team, if you like. And mm. sort of, they are better shapes. They're kind of, they're, they're looking stronger than they were before. Um, I think the thing with West Brom is I'm not interested in really buying their players because we, uh, we need to see more. And there's, yeah, they could have a little upturn in form, but are they really, there seems like there's lots of value elsewhere. Mm. So I don't really necessarily think going for West Brom's a great idea, but it does make me think twice about bringing in the Anacho this week, because I do think they're more solid. I don't, I think people mm. are looking at West Brom and going, oh, that's an easy match. They're like Sheffield United. They're not like no, Sheffield United. No, 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 no. They're much tougher now. So that's why, like, my debate, getting back to uh, Antonio Giannaccio, I'd, I know, it'd be great if Antonio's fit this week because I think Newcastle's a much better fixture than West Brom. Um, of course, when you make a transfer, you don't just buy it for one game week. No. And Iannaccio's got some good games to follow afterwards. He's definitely a good buy. And he's clearly in form. But I do think that West Brom fixture is not, uh, you know, it's it's a two on the fixture difference rate. It's a green fixture on, on FPL, and I don't think it actually is for attack. No, that's that's what I mean. But I was wondering whether in traditional seasons with Sam Allardyce, you pick his team because of the defence, don't you? But yeah, are they going to? I don't know. I'm not convinced they're going to keep clean sheets as such. Are they? Although they did against Southampton, but I don't know. Yeah, they did very well against Southampton. They looked solid. They had, yeah, the desire as well and all that kind of stuff. So they're sort of those intangibles that, such as confidence and form, which are really hard to measure in stats. But you see it when you watch a game and you see that, like as Matt said, they're playing well, they're playing with confidence. So how do you factor that into your thinking? Oh, I don't know. It's really difficult. And he's never been relegated, as he, or Big Sam? I mean, but, you know, the, the goalkeeper, 4.5... I like Johnson. He's he's made the most saves of any keeper this season. And you obviously get points for that. Mm. Um, and if West Brom are, as it appears, a bit tighter, a bit meaner in defence, then that also bodes well for his clean sheet potential. He might not get many, but he might get one or two coupled with a few saves. That that will lead to a few points. And for 4.5, that's, that's all right. So does that mean you fancy West Brom against Leicester this week? Bear in mind Leicester lost at the weekend. Yeah, and no, I think with Madison back, I think with their team having resolved their internal issues, I think Leicester will probably win, and especially because they're also pushing for Champions League, so they've got motivation on their side too. But I think I don't think it's going to be like, I mean, famous words now, isn't it? But um, I don't think they're going to get more than like two two goals against them, or even one goal. I think West Brom have improved. Go on, Matt, what else are you looking at? I mean, you've got the double yes. game week, which distracts everyone. Uh, but we do have Liverpool against Leeds, don't we? We do. And, yeah, I mean, I hope it's a, it's a high-scoring game. It's a real free-for-all. Um, yeah, like we were saying just before Will joined us, there's kind of mixed opinion over Jota not playing, not starting in the Champions League game, whether Klopp doesn't see him as the best pick at the moment or, you know, if he just felt that he had been playing too many minutes lately and needed a rest. But 
I mean, if someone needs a rest, I don't know if a Champions League uh, quarterfinal second leg when you're losing three one is the best time to it's time to rest somebody. So um, I, I definitely rate Jota. I know. I mean, the first game he came back, he scored what a brace off the bench. You know, we were talking about him, and, and like I said to you, I, I think we're kind of sleeping on his price a little bit. If he was a nine million player, we'd probably take him a bit more seriously. People kind of get hung up on the on the the price tag of him. Um, I, I do think he's a very, very good player. He's definitely underpriced this year. Um, and yeah, I, I wasn't really that impressed by Firmino last night. I, no. I, I wasn't, it wasn't impressed. And I think Liverpool need Jota at the moment until Firmino can find form. I don't think there's any any alternative at the moment. I mean, look, they've they've no Champions League now, so they're, they're out of that. So they, they have to focus on, you know, getting a strong finish in the league because, I mean, what are they at? At age sixth at the moment? Mm. Um that's you know that's not good enough for a team that's defending their their league title. So they need to dig deep and definitely push for top four now. And uh, they don't have time to be kind of resting players. I don't think now. Yeah, I completely agree. Liverpool have got motivation. There's there's a number of teams that have got good players that are pushing for this top four, and it's going to be really interesting to see who makes it. I mean, West Ham have really put the cat amongst the pigeons by pushing themselves Brilliant. up the table, and the fact that it's remained so close means that you've. You know, we've got lots of teams, lots of teams win to win matches. That's good for FPL because it means you you should be able to buy players from those teams that, that have to do well. Well, one team that, because you've got, obviously we talk about the relegation fight, but one team I think it's stretched too far is obviously Fulham. And maybe I'm underestimating, but it looks like they've missed, they missed their chance to capitalise on their momentum, I think. They got Arsenal this week. What are we doing about Arsenal these days? Because there's uh, <laughs> times they look really dangerous to score goals. I mean, um, I know Yordi's not here to defend himself, but I was fucking right about P, wouldn't I? And his new, <laughs> and his, Aubameyang and his, your captain turns up with hair extensions. I mean, uh, it's, 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 I don't want to sound like Garth, uh, Garth Crooks. Garth Crooks or Garth Brooks? Which one's the footballer? Which one's the country music player? Garth Brooks, country, country. <laughs> Garth Crooks, there we go. Who famously, as my friends who work in BBC always say, he always moans about people's haircuts all the time. In that sort of Graeme Sooner sort of like, get off the football pitch, get your haircut. But Aubameyang turn up, there's your captain, the guy that's meant to lead you into this new era, and he's just like, oh, you've got fucking hair extensions. Like, I don't mind silly haircuts. I mean, look at my hair. But the point is, hair extensions is not good on whoever you are. You know, Will, maybe you could benefit from them, but I just I just think, oh, this the guy's got to be out of that club. There's another Ozil. It's another Ozil. Anyway, they say look better without him. Lacazette's doing really well, so... That's the thing. I was looking at Lacazette, Will, but I still feel like his price is just like, what is it, 8-3 or something like that? Do you, Where do you see Arsenal? Where do you see Arsenal finishing the season? I'm just, before I answer that, the one player I think that I was going to point out as a bargain with David Luiz out is uh, Rob Holding in defence mm. at 4.2 because that's that's cheap and that's a starting defender and they've got, I mean, at least three of the next four fixtures are, are decent. Really good. So he should, he should play all of those um, and he's a great player, especially thinking like 33 when Spurs and City aren't playing. Um, he's like, you know, like Veltman or something like that. You've got another cheap defender you can just sort of sub in and helps cover for some handsome players. So mentioning him, where do I see them finishing? I don't see them making, um, I don't know. I don't see them actually, I think next season is going to be another focus on the Premier League. I don't I don't see them making Europa League even. Oh God, that's so, it's so tight there now. Uh, going back to yeah. that Arsenal defence, Will, as you said, they've got a lot of bargains in it. And actually, 
Uh, Mari played alongside Holding, and that was the partnership. Um, when you remember they had that short spell when they looked like they really turned a corner this season and they looked defensively solid and then that's where we started buying their defenders and then something else happened. And also Callum Chambers is now a fixture at right back and he's cheap as chips as well. Yeah, Fulham this week, Everton next week and then after that, then they got Newcastle. I mean, but it all changes then if teams are fighting for their lives. But Exactly. Like I wouldn't necessarily dismiss Newcastle with, say, Max Mann and no. uh, Wilson back. Um, they look like a different team when those two come on the pitch. So, but yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not going to go near Arsenal unless I need a 4.2 defender, which I might do. <laughs> that sounds like all right. I'm coming out for one drink, but just one drink, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. 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 <laughs> Before you know, you're getting sick in an alleyway somewhere. <laughs> <Back to Arsenal. laughs> yeah. So, Matt, uh, as we touched upon before, uh, this game week, Spurs who have a double game week. First up, I think, is Southampton, right? Then it's Everton. Yep. Um, how do you see those fans? I mean, on this podcast, on this very podcast, we discussed um, before that fixture, the reverse fixture last year, last time, we discussed the Southampton high line and how Son and that could really expose that. And it turned out to be true. And um, some, not everyone, but some geniuses, Captain Son, uh, that's because of Will, what Will said, to be honest. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so how did you see it going the same way this time round? Are they really going to mess Southampton up? Um, it, yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously Tottenham aren't um, in, in form at the moment. It didn't look great against Manchester United. Now, granted, I didn't see the first half of that game, but I watched the second half where United came back and uh, Tottenham didn't didn't have, a lot of, uh, didn't have a lot of response for the questions that United were asking of them. Uh, the defence looked very, very poor. You know, it's that classic case of maybe the fixture, maybe this kind of style that Southampton were are, are going to play the, the high line defence. Um, because I thought West Brom exploited it really, really well on on Monday night. Mm. Um, you know, Callum Robinson and uh, uh, Pereira looked like you know Ronaldinho and Ronaldo in their prime <laughs> um, at stages. You know, Hang on, which very, very which Ronaldo? Fat Ronaldo. Yeah, Fat Ronaldo. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but like they they looked they just had a great kind of uh chemistry between them. They, you know, hit perfectly weighted balls into that space. You know, Forster had to come out a few times, gave away that penalty. Yeah, so I think there's gonna be a lot of chances for Tottenham. Uh last obviously, like you said, in the reverse fixture, Son scored four goals. Uh Kane picked up a quite a big haul. He set up uh he got a few assists that game and I think he may have scored one. The two of them profited big time from Southampton's high line defence and yeah I, I think most of us are going to be on a Tottenham player for a captaincy I guess mm. the divide is going to be whether it's Son or Kane because um, I, I don't think going outside of those two is going to be very clever um, it's got to be one of them right it's got to I mean even if you yeah. so basically it was 5-2 wasn't it the reverse fixture that's right Tottenham were awful in the first half and when they yeah. and when didn't Southampton go like two wasn't it two nil up or one nil up something like that yeah don't forget Southampton were at home Kane scored one goal but famously got four assists uh, and Son obviously scored four goals zero assists so he accumulated twenty four points that game week whereas Kane accumulated. The, a measly 21. Shameful. <laughs> I know, right? It's not, not everyone get get it right. My gut feeling is actually it's, it's Harry Kane, and I've got it on Harry Kane at the moment. I chose Son last game week instead of Salah, and that 
got away with that one. How does it work out tactically? Who gets the most space? Is it Son? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really rate Walker Peters that much. So I, I think Son definitely has the beating of him in terms of, you know, that contest. And if there is going to be a bit of space, you know, you can kind of almost visualise it's, you know, a ball spread over the top. Son goes through into the space and mm. maybe squares it for Kane. So this is kind of the, the situation that can that can kind of come about or like that. There's a high line, the ball is played to Kane, it's held up and knocks it into space for Son who's overlapping. So um, yeah, it, it could go either one of those two ways. But like we saw in the reverse fixture, there wasn't much between them. So I guess if you just assume that they're going to score similarly for the Southampton game, I guess you got to picture then who's going to who's going to cause Everton more problems. And I think in that game, I do feel Kane probably has the upper hand. I know Everton have been kind of playing it, but as far as I can remember, they're playing a back three. Um, Coleman has finally come back into the team as soon as I sell, sell him from my <laughs> FPL team. Um, but if Coleman is uh, is starting that game. You know, he doesn't really have the legs anymore. But then again, he has a, a defender in the back three kind of covering for him. So Son might be find himself double marked that time or find himself having to be two men rather than one, like, you know, in the Southampton game against Kyle Walker-Pierce. Yeah. So uh, I, I think Kane might be, Kane probably gets it, you know, gets the nod for me, hence why I want to bring him in. And I, I, I saw a great tweet. I can't remember who put it up on Twitter. Um but, you know, they, they said, uh, the, the reason I'm Captain and Kane is because I want a small red arrow, not a massive one, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is like, fair this, enough. This person has tapped into my whole game plan for the, well, sorry, <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the season plan, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the game week is probably going to go crap, but it's going to be worse, I think, if you don't Captain Kane. Because, <laughs> I mean, even last week, his, his effective ownership, you know, was way over 100, you know, which is where, where the damage territory is. It's funny, yeah. Kane, isn't it? Because apparently he's unhappy and all this shit. But mm. you could argue this is one of his best seasons ever in terms of his returns. So last season, 18 goals, 2 assists. This season, 19 goals, 13 assists. In, Absolutely. in fewer minutes as well. Will! Hello. Uh, you've been very quiet, uh, probably mainly because your mic's been muted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Harry Kane, probably one of the best uh, seasons of his career. Yeah, he has definitely, and I think um, his assisting ability has has improved. He's, he's really found a role for himself, and he's and yet, despite making so many assists, he's also got into the box more than he has in recent seasons. Uh, yeah, he definitely he's my captain this week. I'm actually wondering about whether I need to bring in Son. Interesting, like you knew Man United were going to be better than they were in the six-one, and they couldn't be any worse. And no. they turned up and they played. They, they played really well. Southampton aren't playing particularly well. They're a bit hit and miss, and they've probably got... They're probably thinking about um, the Cup semi-final. So I think they're probably slightly distracted by that. So that could be good news for Spurs. It's difficult. It, I mean, yeah, Spurs have got the League Cup. Are we going to see players rested midweek? It's tricky. I think I think Kane's pretty much guaranteed to play both. I'm not so sure Son is... Uh, I think you might want to keep because you, the League Cup's the biggest match now. I mean, yeah, yeah, is. we'll try and we'll try and push for Champions League, but um, it's really the League Cup that we need to win. It's really difficult to tell. Yeah, Kane, without a doubt, I probably wouldn't touch any of the defence. Uh, <laughs> and if you've got Song, great. 
And if you haven't got, I mean, the other thing is after 33, it's Sheffield United and Leeds, and those are good fixtures. And by then, the League Cup will be out of the way. And so we'll be just focusing on the league. And you could easily see Son doing one in those games. So you could get Son now, bench him in 33, and then you've got two good fixtures. But you didn't captain him last week and he scored. He's very good at that. That sort of coming in from the from the left and, and those those kinds of goals are, are sort of typical song goals. He did very well. And, we, you know, even I say as a Spurs fan, we should, that first United goal that was disallowed should not have been disallowed. Mm. That was a, that was a bit disgraceful. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, obviously, I don't know. obviously it hurts. It Son. Obviously he goes down. Yeah. But it's, it's an accident. Like Son's grabbing him and yeah. so McTominay pushes him off and instinctively. And, um, there's nothing, there's nothing malicious. Although it was interesting seeing, um, Solskjaer is, just he's getting out of control now that guy the stuff he says is just he's above his station <laughs> i mean he should be working working the bins that's what he should be doing should be feeding his kids should be feeding his kids through the bin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bizarre <laughs> well, it doesn't even it make sense comment. that the whole analogy i couldn't work out the analogy you might Feel as well just say it's basically what you think isn't it it's like yeah that shouldn't be a goal i'm not going to feed my kids tonight what bizarre so Kane captain this week yes Harry Kane we've all we're all going for Kane I think and uh, you can't go wrong with Son can you I mean I've I've chosen Son for captain a lot this season uh, against um, against against advice and it's come off pretty well I did actually captain Son for the last Southampton match when he scored a hat-trick, or four goals it was. So yes, go with your heart, or your gut, or just do what we tell you. Yes, Harry Kane, or Harry Kanane, as the commentators would probably incorrectly say, because they want to be fancy. So yes, good luck to everyone in Game Week 32, and we will reconvene with our sore heads and talk about Game Week 33 at some point. There's a lot of teams missing for that. A lot of Game Week blanks, a lot of headaches. So look forward to that. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. FPO, I want to be champion. Or at least I'm going to be top 10. Now there's this guy who plays the best at chess. If I beat him, that's relative success. Take it down now. Will I be Magnus? Or is this madness? Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to beat that Magnus. <laughs>